So, Cheryl, thank you for coming out on the show today. I know you're a very busy person. I follow you on social media, and I can tell you're extremely busy, so thank you for your time today. Um, You've been coming to Kelowna since about 2001, and you moved here in 2008. Tell us how you got to Kelowna. Originally, well, first of all, Luke, it's great to be here. Oh, my gosh. So (laughs) honored to be on your show with you because you've had so many amazing folks, um, and the benchmark is set pretty high. Anyhow, it's great to be here. Yeah, we came out here in 01. I'm I'm an Ontario girl originally, and my family moved to Ontario or back to Alberta when I was in high school, and there's certainly no lakes there. Mm-hmm. And I'm really from northern Ontario. It's all about the lakes and boating and hanging out in nature. And Alberta was fantastic for me. I've met and still have many great friends there. Business was very good for us. But there's nothing like a great lake. So in 01, my husband and I came out here for a holiday. Mm-hmm. And we bought a house, our very first house, in the Okanagan. Since then, we have bought many. And then when we bought our house in 08, I said, I'm not going back. I can work from anywhere. I'm staying right here. Mm. So he still travels back and forth to Edmonton for business, but I hang out here all the time. So tell us about your business. Have you always been into design and all the things that you do, or is this something you started to do later? No, I've always designed from a very, very, very early age, I was always designing and we moved around a lot because my dad was with Fish and Wildlife. So we always had a new home and one of the things we were always allowed to do was decorate our bedrooms. Of course, I decorated everyone's bedrooms in the family. And so it was really a natural thing for me when I finished art school to go into interior design. Where did you go to school for arts and then design? I went to University of Alberta and then I went to Nate. And yeah, yeah, to Nate. And uh, then I started my own design firm. And most people would think, oh, Cheryl would be in phys ed because I was very athletic back in the day. Wouldn't know that now, but yes, I was Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day. But art and design was always my passion, always my calling was to create amazing spaces for folks. So you had some natural talent, you had some training. Coming out of design school, was it easy to get clients right away? It really was. It was just, it was natural for me. It's just something that I do and I love people and I love helping. And so it was really honestly a bit of a no-brainer for me and and the business grew and I had a really good business in Edmonton and Edmonton was really, really great to me. And then about 20 years ago, um, someone asked me to do a couple TV shows and then someone else asked me to write for some newspapers, and then someone else kind of simultaneously asked me to do a radio show, which I still do my radio show. We air across the country, and it's all about fabulous lifestyles. Mm -hmm. And we actually record it right here at home. And the show is called At Home, but we actually record it right here at home now. And it still plays weekly. Here in Kelowna, it plays on 1150 AM. Nice. Um, I haven't written anymore, but at one time I used to write for 290 newspapers across the country. And I, one time it was kind of funny because I was 
asked to speak at the Periodical Writers Association. I can barely say that word, let alone spell it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I said, well, you want me to speak? What am I going to speak about? They said, well, you're the most successfully syndicated writer in Canada. And I went like, really? Don't tell my high school English teacher because he would never, ever believe that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and then, of course, I did the TV show Let's Shop. And that was for CNBC in the States. And it aired in over 42 countries. And so I was blessed with being able to, you know, travel around the world and see all sorts of amazing places and um, garner up lots of experience. And kind of simultaneously, I was also asked to work over in Asia, designing luxury homes or villas, as they like to refer to them. And so for the past 20 years, I've, I've really been working a lot in Asia. My last project there was a couple of years ago, I did a... It was kind of more of a seven-star hotel meets healthcare, but it was a women's hospital facility. So in your bio here, it says you've got offices in Shanghai and Edmonton and Kelowna, of course. Do you still have an office in Shanghai? Or was it two years ago, last time you went? It was really two years ago. I mean, I was on the road all the time. And when I finished that project, the economy's changed a little bit there, and I haven't gone back to do any more. I could at any moment, but I haven't. Right. Um, and it's kind of nice being at home, to tell you the truth, because there was a time between shooting the TV show, designing in Asia, and being in Edmonton that, you know, really I was in the country a week a month. It was mm. it was a lot of travel. So these last few years, I've just been relishing being at home with all the kids, the four-legged kids. Tell us about China. A lot of us... Uh are fascinated by China, but haven't been. I went to Hong Kong once for four days, 25 years ago. But that's all I know about China. Is it um, like crazy, crowded uh, pollution? Do you have to have a translator when you're working there? Tell us a little bit about your experience there. I love China, and I've learned to work well there. I um, have always been fascinated, and 25 years ago, I was studying feng shui probably when few Westerners knew even what feng shui was, Mm. and I think what I loved most about China was initially it was such a different culture, and it was a real challenge for me to learn and embrace that culture and and learn how to work there. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I have many, many, many friends, and yes, I needed a translator over there because I didn't speak any Mandarin, and they didn't speak much English 20 years ago when I went, but my Mandarin is passable, and, and I made a real effort to study, and, and they've made a real effort to learn to speak English, and we kind of taught each other, although their English was better than my Mandarin at the time when I initially went over there, for sure. Right. Um, is it crowded? Yes, but that's just part of what China is, and you kind of that that's what it is and you kind of love it and everybody gets along and everybody makes it work the pollution it certainly isn't like this and it's not like canada but yeah. it you it's understandably what it is and it, you know if you're in the big cities then it's you know it's like when flying into LA and you go through the smog clouds you know that when you're in the big cities of Beijing or Shanghai and if it's not a windy day or something then for sure I think there's going to be some pollution that you're going to notice but when you get out into some of the resort areas or out you know in the countryside it's fine I've never been bothered by it I I love China. 
You do the radio show with your daughter. Do you do design work with her as well? Do you do everything in business together? We do, absolutely. Sam, um, well, I always say that she has a genius IQ because we lived near some telephone lines because, honestly, the only thing I ever got honors in was phys ed. So it had to be the telephone lines or the power lines that we lived next to (laughs) in Edmonton. Uh, Sam was originally, she was doing her second year of university at 15 and she had won an incredibly large scholarship, one of the most, one of the most important ones in Canada. And so she was off to law school and, um, uh, you know, I, I guess growing up, cause especially when I was speaking at trade shows and stuff, she'd always come along with me and people would say, oh, you're going to be a designer like your mom when you grew up. And she'd go, not a hope in heck. <laughs> no way, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do something much different than my mother. Anyhow, funny how we always turn into our moms. But yeah, so she was off to law school. And then one day she said, I need to come home and talk with you. And I went, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, what is this about? (laughs) Weather's worth nightmare. Uh, I hate surprises. Tell me over the phone. No, I'll come home and talk to you. So she wanted to go off to New York and go to design school. She says, I have to follow my heart. It's where my passion is. I'm off to New York. Mm -hmm. So she did. She went to New York. She went to design school. Uh, She's graduated now with a couple degrees. And much to my surprise and delight, she actually came back to Kelowna. Because I thought I'd lost her to New York forever, because who doesn't love New York? But she came home, and now we have Rock House together, and we do the design work. We do the radio show. She used to shoot the television show with me whenever she could get away, when they were on spring break or summer break, and uh, so it's, it's, it's great. So do you agree on everything? Are you the boss? So do you go into a house, and you have a, uh, you know, a fight or a disagreement, or is it always, yeah... I totally agree. Basically, I work for Sam. (laughs) Anyone that knows us know that she is the the driving force behind all this. Um, And I say that really tongue-in-cheek. And, you know, she's an amazing, amazing young woman. I'm so incredibly proud of her. She's super smart, and she remembers everything. She was a kid that was on the cheer squad and the debate team. She's, a, you know, she has this great dichotomy about her, but she she remembers everything. She's just got this photographic memory, and she remembers absolutely everything about, you know, designers or this furniture line or that lighting line. And we work brilliantly together. We really never ever. You make me think about this, Luke, for crying out loud. And I'm honestly, I'm trying to come up with a time when we've had a disagreement about what we should do in a in a certain space. And it honestly, we're usually on the same page. Mm-hmm. She she has a tendency to always find the most expensive item, <laughs> and sometimes I have to bring us back down to reality. And and of course, I think she relies on me for my construction experience. Because we've built so many, I, I am a licensed builder and, wow. you know, we've built a lot of houses and stuff. So sometimes it's, you know, can we do this or how could we make this work? So I would end up being more the logistics person. Who would have thought looking at me that I'd have such an engineer type of brain, right? You're just <laughs> shaking your head going, yeah, who'd have thought that? <laughs> but sometimes I'm more the logistics and stuff and she's just this 
phenomenal creative fireball. So is your typical client a renovation project or a house from scratch or all kinds of design? Typically, our client would be more of a renovation or decoration. And do you have a mom-size client? I know you've done a lot of very high-end stuff, but um, is there like a minimum size of job you would take? No. Sometimes small spaces are the most fabulous to design because it really makes you draw on your creativity and and you have to it's sometimes harder to create a amazing small space than it is a larger space believe it or not so it can be more of a challenge which kind of is exciting after you've done it for 30 30 years do I have to say that out loud (laughs) yeah no (laughs) (laughs) edit I'm sure I'm the same age as my daughter, and you actually let's refer to her going forward as my sister. (laughs) She's not she's not allowed to call me mom anymore when we're outside. It you notice I've have her trained well. She calls me Cher. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Luke Mankus is a realtor with Remax Kelowna. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011, and he always says, Yeah, one regret. And that is, he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. Now, he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people, couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Luke can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent, and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke Mankus a call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273, 778-215-4273 to chat with Luke about real estate. So we're in an amazing house here. We're on the lakeshore in Kelowna. Tell us about this house. How did you find it? And what did you do to it after you moved in? Oh, gosh, darn. This this house was originally renovated by Tom Poole from the PCL construction family, and he was one of the grandchildren. He He actually tried to hire me to design it. And at the time, I go back to this is when I was only in the country a week a month, and I just couldn't do it. We were working on our own houses in Kelowna, and plus the TV show, and travel and we still lived in Edmonton at the time and I couldn't do it but we always admired this house I loved the architecture my husband and I would drive by on a Saturday afternoon and park across the street and just go oh my gosh we love it those rocks are amazing they're sculptural and and the architecture is brilliant look at all that glass oh my goodness and then 
sadly, when Tom passed away, I immediately called Jane Hoffman, who I love and adore. And it took a year and a half, but we bought the house. At the time, it was just a shell. So there was no heating, no cooling. It was plywood floors, some drywall, mostly just studs. It, it was really a shell. Mm-hmm. But it was a fabulous shell. And that was at the moment when I said, we're buying this house, we're selling our house in Edmonton, and I can work from anywhere, and I want to work here. And and it was a real conscientious thing. I mean, we've traveled, I've been to 85 countries now. I have seen an awful lot of the world And I always say we could live anywhere we want. Mm -hmm. Now, we have the dogs, and the dogs and and animal rescue is my big passion and my thing that I do. So I would have... There you go. We're talking about you. So I have to have somewhere where I can travel with the dogs. But we choose to live in the Okanagan Valley because it is so phenomenally special. Mm -hmm. And... I probably could hang my hat in the south of France, but with the dogs, it's more challenging. Mm -hmm. So I come here, and I think it's just as special, if not more special, than any other place I've ever traveled to. What do you love most about Kelowna? All right, that is a long list. So basically, (laughs) it's just easier to say everything. I probably should be the ambassador of Kelowna, in my opinion. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, it's the wine. It's the organic food that we grow here it's the seasons there's actually four magnificent seasons here where in other parts of the country and in other parts of the world you don't get those seasons here we get them and we can celebrate all of them and fall is amazing here and summer is absolutely brilliant here and winter is amazing for the only the three weeks that it happens which makes me excited that it's only three weeks um where else in the world could you ski in the morning, come down in the afternoon, play around a golf, and then actually take the boat out in the evening and have wine and dinner on the lake? Mm-hmm. You know, this is really the only place that I can think of that we could do that. So it's it's lifestyle. It's the the world-class wine culture we're developing here and becoming recognized for. It's the fitness opportunities it's and and mostly it's the people the people here are so warm so accepting there's such a diverse type of person in the valley that it makes it really interesting and we're phenomenally creative here there is some outstanding talent and I think it's something about the vibration of this valley that just attracts and draws in these phenomenally creative and giving souls. Very true. Um, You're an incredibly successful person. You've got um, different things that you're doing, design, the radio show. Um, Can you tell us about a personal failure in your life and how you got past it, and what you learned from it, if you can remember. I, I, I'm trying to think what I did that I would call a personal failure, because I never look at things like, like a failure. You know, they're really, you know, they're such learning opportunities, but I, I never not achieve something that I really, really wanted to achieve. 
some things are easier to achieve than others, and some things I've had to work really, really hard and make a lot of sacrifices yeah. for. Maybe um, something that was uh, more difficult to achieve than you expected when you started out. Well, sometimes, you know, being in the real estate type of business, because we have a, I have two addictions in life, shoes and real estate. Mm-hmm. And when we went through the recession... For sure, it was tough. We had a lot of mortgages to pay, and it, we're both in the construction industry, my husband and I, so that was certainly challenging, mm-hmm. and but a great learning experience, and obviously all's well, but but that was certainly a challenge, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I, I hope we're not headed in that direction again because of this proposed speculation tax, which um, isn't well thought thought through and certainly won't have the desired results that it is supposed to achieve. We're not going to solve any housing crisis by implementing a speculation tax. In fact, it's probably going to be the reverse because we're going to slow down the construction industry. We're going to slow down. And no one wants to be a landlord right now because of the tenancy acts and how challenging it is to be a landlord here you can't take adequate damage deposits you can't you can't um, get back your property without probably spending a lot of the money that you would have been able to keep based on rental so it's a challenging situation and I don't believe that it is designed we haven't come up with a very we have not yet come up with a proper solution to address the problem at hand. And I'm all for addressing the problem at hand. We need to create affordable housing for single moms, for for families in, in difficult situations. And more than the housing, we need to help them take the next steps forward as well. The speculation tax is certainly not the answer. So tell us um, what excites you the most about all the work that you do. What gets you up in the morning? excited. Well, it's usually the dogs that get me up in the morning (laughs) (laughs) because the deer are going through the yard or the ducks are looking for some food. Um, Every day is is such a blessing. I mean, here we live here. What's not? Who doesn't want to get up to this? Who doesn't want to get up and dip their toes in the water? Who doesn't want to get up and, you know, have lunch with, you know, any one of the great people in the valley? I barely want to go to bed at night. Right. It's more, for me, it's more of a challenge to get me into bed in the evening than it is to get up in the morning. So I would like to ask you a favor. I'd like you to nominate somebody to come on the show in the future. Someone that you know could be anybody. We've uh, interviewed psychics, realtors, um, professors, lawyers. So someone that you find to be an interesting person and you would love to hear from in the future on this show. Well, you should probably interview my daughter, Sam, and partner in crime, okay. uh, because she'll make sense of everything that I tried to say and didn't explain very well. Uh, Lauren from Martin Lane's Winery would be absolutely amazing. Dustin Balkum would be another. Dustin gr- Would be a great interview. Uh, Lauren who's, from... Who's Dustin? He was last year's president of Pride. Okay. Uh, he's on the Arts Council. Dustin is a great young guy that is an absolute sweetheart. He is 
a fantastic addition to this community, and he's a young man that I just can't wait to see where he's going to go over the next years. Um, and, and Lauren from Martin Lane Winery. Martin Lane Winery is absolutely spectacular, and she is a phenomenal doll with um, a ton or just a wealth of information with respect to the wine industry. So tell us again, your radio show and social media, what's the easiest way for people to find out more about the services that you offer and, of course, your fantastic radio show? Rocco style. Uh, that's our Instagram, our Twitter, our website, everything. It's all Rocco style. Thanks again for uh, coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure talking to you today. Luke, thank you.